You are listening to the Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast, where we take a closer look at each session and prepare you, the leader, to teach the Bible and point students to Christ. Hey, Drew Dixon here from Explore the Bible Students, back with you to wrap up our study of the first half of Luke's Gospel. We're in session 13. The title of the session is A New Kingdom, and our passage is Luke 9, 18 through 27. And our central truth is this, Jesus is the Messiah, and he establishes God's kingdom through self-sacrifice. Jesus, in this passage, um, asks the super important question for us that I think we ought to pose to our students as well. Who do people say that I am? Who do the crowd say that I am? And they say, John the Baptist, some say Elijah, still others think that you're one of the prophets that has come back from the dead. Um, But Jesus then asks this question, but who do you say that I am? And Peter answers for the rest of the disciples and says, you're the Messiah, you're God's Messiah. Uh, And Jesus tells them not to tell anyone about this because we think that's just probably because it would have caused him to be um, persecuted more severely, more quickly, uh, and he had more more ministry to do. That's that's probably the, the best theory about why he told them not to say anything about this. But then uh, he goes on to give this profound command, right? If you want to follow after me, take up your cross. Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. So this is a passage about counting the cost and embracing this new way of life that Jesus has is suggesting that he is saying, this is how you follow God, right? You deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. You don't put yourself first. You don't think about your own name and your own reputation and your own uh, influence first. But no, first you think about me and my kingdom. You think about others. You think about what can you give for the good of the kingdom and for the good of other people. That's what it means to follow Jesus. That's what it looks like anyway, to follow Jesus. So, um, Some things to point your attention to that are really important here. Um, Jesus' disciples, there's a context note on page 128. It says, how did Jesus' disciples initially respond to his claim that he was going to suffer and die? Um, This is not something we get directly here, but we do see lots of examples of how the disciples didn't get it, right? Um, Peter, initially, when he hears this news, according to Mark and and Matthew's Gospels, rebuke Jesus for saying he was going to suffer and die. And we see the disciples later on in the Gospels arguing about who among them was the greatest. Um, And so um, in this moment, um, when Peter rebuked Jesus, he was speaking for all the the disciples. And um, it's important to note that there was this misunderstanding amongst a lot of of, of his disciples about who Jesus was exactly and what he was about. They knew he was the Messiah, right? But they didn't understand that the Messiah was also the suffering servant. That the Messiah would actually conquer and establish his kingdom through self-sacrifice. It seems like the opposite of the way... Like, think about how every other king has established their kingdom in the history of the universe. How do they do it? They always establish their kingdom by crushing their enemies. By exerting political power, military power, like... They take over somehow, right? And Jesus establishes his kingdom not by taking over, but by being conquered by his enemies. Like at the end of the story of Jesus, his enemies essentially win, right? Now, of course, we know they don't actually win because Jesus rises from the dead and that his kingdom is far more profound than any earthly kingdom. But it looks like, from the outside looking in, it looks like Jesus failed. But um, his suffering, death, and resurrection actually accomplish a far more profound type of salvation 
than what most people expected. Uh, the type of salvation and redemption Jesus offers is so much better than freedom from Roman oppression um, or some kind of earthly you know, kingdom. Uh, his salvation is far better. Um, so don't miss this point in, 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 the, in, this, uh, in the session. Um, we still want this kind of, today we still want that kind of redemption. Like we want Jesus to make us more influential, more powerful, more um, loved and accepted by others. When in reality, we ought to be saying, how can Jesus use us to give up our power, our influence, our authority, um, or, or to use whatever power, influence, and authority we have to lift others up and to point others to Jesus. Um, so what do we mean when we say that Jesus is the Messiah and what kind of Messiah is he? This passage tells us a lot about that, about what it is that Jesus saves us from and what kind of Messiah he is, what kind of Lord and King he is. So let's think of some ways we can submit to the Lordship of Jesus this week. Let's think of some practical ways we can embody what it looks like to follow Jesus so that the people around us might find their hope and purpose in him, so that we might find our hope and our purpose in him. Can't wait to see you next next quarter as we begin, or sorry, not begin, but can begin our study of the second half of Luke's Gospel, but, but really conclude our study of Luke's Gospel. We'll finish it up. And uh, we'll see why the death, resurrection, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. We'll see more about why the life, death, and resurrection are such profoundly good news. We'll see you again next, section, next session, next quarter. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to the Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast, where we equip you, the leader, to teach the Bible and point students to Christ. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or Spotify. You can also find the podcast on ministrygrid.com.